Everybody, I'm Cam Stewart with your Fantasy Sports Update. A crazy sports Thursday on the go. Lots of live action, fellas, as Yang would say. Opening day in Major League Baseball, and we have a final just in. It was a pitcher's duel with the Mets in Washington, and the Mets get it done 2 to nothing. Robinson Cano accounting for both Mets' runs. DeGrom, six shutout innings. Edwin Diaz, the save. Scherzer, he had 12 Ks and a loss for Washington. Baltimore at the New York Yankees. A great opening day for Luke Voigt at the Yanks. A three-run homer, four RBIs. New York currently leads Baltimore 7-2. to two. That's in the bottom of eight other scores. The Brewers were down 3 nothing. Now they're up 5-3 to three on St. Louis, Atlanta, and Philadelphia. They're tied at one in the top of three. Detroit and Toronto, they are about to get started. Opening ceremonies right there. Let's take a look at the rest of the baseball skeds. Baseball action going on at 4.05. We got Houston and Tampa Bay. Astros, minus 130. Total, 6.5. It's low because of Verlander versus Snell. Uh, Snell sorry. Chicago Cubs and Texas. The Cubs, minus 129.5. We have Leicester versus Minor there. Angels in Oakland. Angels minus 115. Fires in Cahill. Over under in this game set for nine. Six games at 410. Arizona at the LA Dodgers. Dodgers minus 170 favorites. Seven and a half is your over under. Greinke versus Ryu. Cleveland and Minnesota get going there at 410. Twins laying 120. Seven and a half. Corey Kluber versus Berrios. We have Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Cincinnati minus 115 at home. Eight and a half. Tyon and Castillo. And San Francisco taking on San Diego. The Padres are minus 135. Seven and a half year over under. Lauer and Bumgarner. Colorado at Miami. Rockies minus 135. Seven and a half. Freeland versus Urena. White Sox in Kansas City. Kansas City minus 125. Rondon versus Keller. Eight and a half year over under. And one game at night. 708 just before the college basketball. Boston at Seattle. Red Sox minus 200. Seven flat sale versus Gonzalez. NCAA March Madness continues tonight with the round of 16. Number four, Florida State against number one, Gonzaga. Things get going at 7.09. Gonzaga minus seven and a half, 147. Number three, Purdue and number uh, two, Tennessee tip off at 7.29. Volunteers minus one and a half, 146 and a half. Late session, number three, Texas Tech and Michigan. This could be a bloodbath. Wolverines one and a half, 126. And at 9.57, the Cinderella 12 seed Oregon takes on number one, Virginia. The Cavaliers are minus eight and a half point favorites total 119 and a half here's some news for tomorrow's games North Carolina's Nasir Little questionable for North Carolina with an illness for Friday's game against Auburn and Virginia Tech guard Ty Outlaw he is expected to play for the Hokies versus Duke he passed a drug test today he was charged last week with marijuana possession Outlaw averaging 8.7 and 5.4 boards a game other NCAA hoop tournaments tonight two games tip off at seven o'clock in the minor tournaments Loyola Maryland uh, Marymount at South Florida Bulls minus four and a half, 132. Hampton at Engit. Engit laying three and a half, 154. And Texas Southern at UL Monroe. Monroe minus eight, 171. Let's go to the golf. Day two of uh, golf's version of March Madness at the Dell match play so far today. Paul Casey and Charles Howell tied. Abraham answer over Cam Smith. Francisco Molinari moves to 2 0, beating Torbjorn Olis and Henrik Stenson took out Jason Day. Bye bye, Jason Day. You're 0 2. You're out of the tournament. Toshi Kodara and Webb Simpson tied. Billy Horschel over Bubba Watson. Watson, the defending champion, 0 2. He's been eliminated. Jordan Spieth beating Kevin Na. Jim Furek just took out Phil Mickelson. And the featured matches going on right now Tiger Woods versus Brent Snedeker. A good one. Snedeker one up through 14. Eddie Pepperell and Justin Rose just tied. Rose with a big comeback to snag half a point. DJ one up on Brendan Grace through seven. And Rory McIlroy, he's now one up on Justin Harding through 13 holes. The other event at the Coriolis Punta Cana Resort, Matt Jones and Sanjay M, the current leader at 600. But people want to know how did Tony Romo do? Tough day for Tony Romo. He had a bad tee time 
in the win, seven over par. He's in 133rd place in that tournament. And some NFL news, the Cowboys close to acquiring defensive end Robert Quinn from the Miami Dolphins. We'll see what happens there after the talks with Demari- uh, Demarius Lawrence, uh, Demarcus Lawrence. I think they've kind of broken down there. They're talking about maybe a potential trade. So we'll be on top of this story right now. And uh, Lawrence has received two franchise tags and not signing the second one. So problems with Lawrence and the Cowboys. They want to get him signed. We'll see what happens with Robert Quinn. And eight games in the National Hockey League ice tonight, including a huge one in the East as Montreal visits Columbus, the winner getting the edge for that last playoff spot. So stay tuned, everybody. Real busy Thursday opening day of baseball, college basketball, Sweet 16, minor basketball tournaments, hockey, and the NBA we didn't even get to. So we got tons of things going on today. I'm Cam Stewart, Gabe Marantz, host, Red Heat and Rage Radio. Stick around, everybody. We got picks, bets, and a whole lot of fun. Red Heat and Rage, coming up now. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, let's roll. Game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage, our radio, Medicine Sports, our radio network iHeartRadio, now on YouTube. I'm Gabriel Berenci, throwing it down uh, in New York. The Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart in uh, Toronto. There's baseball games going along in both cities. As we speak uh, right now, the New York Yankees are leading 7-2 in the uh, bottom of the eighth uh, inning. They've got runners on first and second. I see um, Aaron Judge has uh, three runs scored for you uh, fantasy players out there, but uh, no home runs uh, for Aaron Judge. We laid the run and a half with the Bronx Bombers. Meanwhile, the Toronto Blue Jays uh, hosting uh, the Detroit Tigers uh, right now. We'll keep our eye on uh, this game and uh, all the others. Uh, We've got Sweet 16, as you just heard Cam uh, say. We've got a very, very busy show. Whale Capper is going to join us in a couple of minutes. Drew Martin uh, will join us a little bit uh, later on as uh, me and Drew go uh, way back. And uh, Cam, Drew... Actually, he's an Auburn Tiger. He went to Auburn, Drew. Uh-oh. Huh? Are you going to tell him you got North Carolina tickets? <laughs> yeah, damn right I <laughs> hey, am. Hey, hey, Drew, see this? 14-1. to 1. Beat it, Auburn. Bad news. Uh, hopefully, Little can play uh, for you, Gabe. He's got a bit of a, a flu bug going around there, so we hope uh, nobody else on North Carolina is injured. But great start to baseball today. I followed your lead with the Yankees one and a half, took a shot with the Mets as a small dog. Great performance by Cano. DeGrom gets it done. And what can you say about Scherzer? This is going to happen a lot this year. Striking out 12, no run support. I think it's going to be a big story for the Nationals this season. Who's going to score for these guys? Yeah, I'm a little frustrated. I did my... uh my degenerate uh, bet of uh, no run in the first inning, and the game goes under the number. I should have just had faith that it would go under the instead under. of getting yep. getting greedy. And uh, I went for that uh, went for that quick hit, Cam. <laughs> that quick yeah, hit. Yeah, you did. You went for <laughs> a quick. Yeah, you're seeing there. You're like a mouse with the cheese. The trap. I know. Hey, that's the thing, Marenzi. I know the way you think. See, that's the thing. I know your uh, roller coaster mind. I do some of the similar things. Like with hockey, once in a while, I'll do the first period. But you're right. You had a good call. You didn't think there was going to be uh, run scored in the game. But I'll tell you, when they usually get to good pitchers, it's in the first inning. That's why I stay away from those uh, first run bets. I don't like them. No. Now, you know what? I actually, uh, and I told Joe Ranieri this morning, he didn't really know about the first inning uh, bets. And I told him, oh. yeah, it's kind of a bad habit. It's like, you know, it's a real degenerate uh, <laughs> crack. It's a, it's the crack pipe uh, degenerate bet. I said, if you're trying to win fast. And I said, but what happens often 
I said, with these good pitchers is you get to them early. And I actually called it. Once again, it's one of these things that I said, and then it happens, and I bet against it. I said, but, Joe, oftentimes you'll see with these aces is they'll give a home run up in the first inning, and then there'll be no run scored after. Lo and behold, I take no run in the first inning. Robinson Cano hits a home run with two freaking out uh, in the <laughs> inning. And his first at-bat is a New York Met, and, and I lose the bet. But, hey, it is, it is what it is. You know, we, we look to get this uh, we look to get this uh, Yankee bet home. And uh, we'll be one and one with uh, New York baseball, and uh, we'll move on. We look to uh, shock the monkey. The monkey. All right, I like it. <laughs> nice, nice choice. Yeah, it's interesting. I like it. Shock the bookie. Yeah, shock your bookie. Shock. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, let's roll. Game time decision. Ready to break the radio. Continues. Fantasy uh, Sports Radio Network. iHeart. Uh, now on YouTube. Major League Baseball has uh, begun. Sweet 16. Uh, now uh, less than three hours away. Uh, we got world uh, match golf play uh, that's going on right now. We'll get uh, we'll get you caught up to date uh, with that. The Ranger Redhead, Cam Stewart, all over that. Uh, no doubt. There's NBA basketball. Um NIT, CBI, CIT, and everything else uh, in between. And you know what? I actually like some of these secondary, lower-tier basketball games uh, this evening. But uh, let's bring Whale Capper in uh, right now. You can find him on uh, on Twitter, Whale underscore Capper, on Audio Boom as well. Whale Capper, always a pleasure. How you doing? Oh, so good, man. Happy opening day. Good luck to anyone trying to get any work done today. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> So what's your deal? Who's um, uh, who's uh, who's your baseball team, uh, Whale Capper? You're all over the place. Like you're like an East Coaster, but you went to Duke, but you live in LA right now. So I don't even know. What's your guess? Yeah, no, it was uh, who's Whale Capper's team. You think? Yeah, Ed? go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Whale Capper's team in baseball. Yeah, I'm gonna say Dodgers. Ooh, it's uh, not the I'm Dodgers. Gonna... It's not the Dodgers. Um, my, I'm gonna uh, say my the San Francisco years, Giants. Ooh, also no, also no on the Giants. Can you give us a clue, uh, my, Whale yeah, Capper? My, what division? What yeah, what division? Uh, uh, AL East. Yankees. Oh no! Oh no! Austin? Oh no! You're not a you're not a blue you're not an Oriole. Are you an Orioles fan? Red. No, it's Red Sox. Red Sox. <laughs> Red Sox. Red Sox. Oh, boo, Whale Capper, boo. Duke and the Red Sox. Wow, that's wow. that's. Uh, wow. I know, right? No, no, Maybe but you're some not Patriots a... too. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> wow, I I know a dude. I know a dude. Uh, you met him actually, uh, Cam. Remember uh, Mailman in Montreal? Oh yeah, Mailman. Yes, Mailman. Yes. His favorite teams: Duke, L.A. Lakers in the Shaq Kobe era. 
<laughs> Tom Brady and the Patriots. Patriots. Oh yeah, winners, winners. There we go. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Yeah, no, my uh, my my story goes. Uh, I was so I was like born in like the D.C. Um, area, and uh, so the Orioles would have been my team as a youth. Uh, but my parents didn't really get me that into baseball. So, but then uh, I moved to uh, Massachusetts uh, when I was in high school, uh, and you know, like as kind of an impressionable teenager, like you kind of take on the you know, the DNA of the city you live in. Uh, and if you live in Boston and you don't care about the Red Sox, then you are, like, an outcast. Like, you, you know, like, in the middle of the summer, like, you can kind of read just by interacting with people at Dunkin' Donuts or at the, you know, at the package <laughs> store or whatever. You could completely understand, are the Sox on a heater? Are they losing? Uh, you know, like, did they win last night? Did they lose last night? Like, the city kind of carries the attitude of the team. Uh, so just kind of, you know, having lived there in some formative years, like, you just kind of are forced to kind of understand and know um, what's going on with the Red Sox. And I happened to be there at the time that Pedro Martinez came through. Uh, he's my all-time favorite baseball player, and it's not close. Uh, and, um, you know, like, every day – you know, every day that Pedro was starting pitching, I was, you know, glued to the talk radio, listening all day, calling in, you know, wanted to, wanted to chat about the Red Sox. So it was, uh, you know, it was a, it was a big, big deal for me back as a, as a, as a, uh, as a teenager and, uh, in my early twenties. And, uh, I mean, I'll never forget 2004 and they, you know, finally broke through and won the world series. Uh, and you know, since then the, the pink cats have kind of come in and kind of given the Red Sox, uh, fans a little bit of a bad name but um you know i go i predate for winning uh, the world series with them so they were kind of the one team in my repertoire that were lovable losers before they became kind of a, a pseudo dynasty of late you can thank the montreal expos for that uh, pedro martinez for carl pavano <laughs> that's right i was i was you know what i was a pedro guy before more yeah. like the tom brady story for people out tom i'm like shut up i'm a michigan fan but uh, i'm an expo guy and and you know what's crazy this is a funny story guys one of these deals was my ex-girlfriend had passed away and you know we were having rocky times and stuff like that at the time and it was Pedro Martinez's first start back in Montreal. And it was like Ooh. interleague play was new in those days even. It was like, holy shit, Pedro's coming to Montreal. And he's pitching against Carl Pavano. <laughs> like, you can't make I this up. I remember this game. I remember Yeah, you this can't game. make it up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fighting with my girlfriend yeah. during the day. And I was one of these deals where I sort of got up and I was like, listen, I got to go. <laughs> and... And she's like, if, and I got the ultimatum. If you go, you walk it's out that Gordon. door, we're done. Like, if yeah, you, that yeah, you walk out that door, <laughs> guys, what was one. I going to do? I walked out the door. I went of to course the you did. I got to see about a baseball. I got to see about a baseball game. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> it was like the, so, the opposite of the opposite of goodwill hunting. You're like, I, I got to see about this baseball exactly. game. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. Well, today's, today's tight uh, skinny jeans, uh, thin tie wearing cupcake pansy boys. They don't. Oh, yes, honey. I, I'll watch it on TV next. I'll watch it on. Uh, I'll watch it on VCR later. TV, whatever. So uh, TiVo. So I actually went to the game. At, it's like a rare sellout, right? The Expo has never sold out. It was like a rare sellout, so it's like packed. It's sold out. And, man, I must have put like 800 bucks or something on it. Like, at the time, too, it was like almost everything I had type thing. I was like, there's no way Pedro's sure. not beating the Expos and mowing them down. 
Of course, Carl Pavano, like, pitched an effing shutout or something. Pedro got rocked. <laughs> the entire stadium's going crazy. I'm like, oh, God, I lost my money and my girl. The same night. I'm like, this is just great. I'm like, this is just, just great. But it is true what you said, Whale Capper, about um, you take on the, you know, the life, uh, you know, the lifeblood of the city sort of gets into you. And in our studio in New York, is there's a hotel. And, you know, it's a pretty nice hotel, very nice hotel. And you know, there's people from all over the place. But I saw a guy come out of the elevator wearing a, uh, a Boston Red Sox hat today. And the first thing I thought was, man, you got a lot of nerve, dickhead. <laughs> like, like oh, it just could <laughs> Like, you're in the middle of Manhattan walking around with a Red Sox hat? Like, really? If you get robbed, yeah, you're like, I don't it, feel man. bad. Like, like, even I'm buying yeah, it. You're like, I'm like a it. real New Yorker now. I'm like, F this guy. I saw him right away. I was like, what a douche. Uh, you know, and he, he was. He looked like a douchebag. I'm just saying. I'm not saying everyone in the Red Sox hat's a douchebag, but this guy looked like a douchebag. I, I pulled a I pulled a, a pretty poor move uh, as you know as kind of a, a foolhardy kid. Uh, we'll go into Yan- old Yankee Stadium uh, and hanging out with the bleacher creatures for a Yankees Red Sox game and wearing my Red Sox gear. Uh, and uh, that is the only time I have ever gone to uh, an opposing stadium wearing uh, wearing the uh, the the uh, the hated rivals colors colors in my life because that was an absolutely miserable experience. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible decision. I wore a Terrible. Buffalo Bill hat at a Raider game in L.A., which is pretty ballsy. That is ballsy. I wore yeah. I wore a Leaf jersey oh, in Buffalo, good. but everybody wore a Leaf jersey game. Yeah, 60% that's, that's, of the people were there. I was, yeah, that's, <laughs> more, partying, more partying than threats. I was getting people offering <laughs> me drinks. What, what I a win. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have the balls to wear a Bill's jersey, but I was like, nah, I'll never live with myself if I don't wear the hat. Right? So, yeah. like, at least I had the hat on. I'm not going to lie. There's a couple of times I took it off in the parking lot. But I walked in, like, better take this hat off for, for a minute. I was with Cam at a Buffalo Bill game, and he was wearing a uh, Joey Galloway. Oh, uh, yeah, shirt. they got me that day. That was Skin tight, too, Whale Capper. Yeah, like, it was tight. like old jersey. Like, Cam's like, skin, <laughs> to Cam's in a skin like, tight. <laughs> Joey Galloway, it's like opening day of the year, like season open or whatever. And, uh, yeah, it was all, all day. Hey, buddy, F the Seahawks. People yeah, were hey, calling, asshole. Like, Asshole. Yeah. Seahawks suck, asshole. I'm like, okay. Hey, asshole. Cam's the best. He's like, hey, we're not, it's not even a rival. Like, Cam's like talking. He's like, like no. even me. I'm like, guys, no. like, what do you care about the Seahawks? Everyone's like, after the Seahawks, buddy. Hey, asshole. <laughs> and people started throwing beer cups. Remember, Cam? I'm always before I got busted. I turn yeah. around. I'm like, hey, he's all right, man. What do you got against the Seahawks anyways? I know. <laughs> I still got mustard on that shirt. Bastards. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> The best is so good. when the Patriots were there once, it was like a big oh. snowstorm, too, and a Patriot fan went to the porta potty. Bill's fan pushed it over. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. 
Drive Decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, iHeart, YouTube. I have uh, Marenzi in New York, Cavs in uh, Toronto, Whale Capper's in Los Angeles. Uh, uh, so, Whale Capper, uh, baseball is back. How, what's your early season approach? Uh, I did what uh, professional patient gamblers do, and uh, I only made seven baseball plays this afternoon. <laughs> more to come. More, small units. more to come. Small, small units. <laughs> more to come. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, my uh, my I, I'm I'm gonna get into baseball more this summer than I have in years past. Um, I haven't done a lot of my own handicapping in baseball to this point in my life, but um, it seems like uh, yeah, I don't know. It just seems like fun. There's a lot going on this year. I'm into a lot of these teams. I'm into what the Astros are doing. I'm into I'm into uh, I'm into what the Dodgers are doing. I mean, I'm not obviously. Uh, uh, it's it's easy to get uh, you know pulled into some of these teams that are. Uh, you know, finding success, but, uh, I'm going to basically spend this first month, uh, collect a little bit of data, um, test out, uh, some of the models that I built in the off season, see if they are at all bettable. Um, and if I'm having any kind of success, I'll probably start dipping my toe in in May and, uh, start swinging here. All right. So we've got sweet 16, uh, and the NBA here, uh, this evening. Let's start off uh, with the sweet 16. What do you think about the card tonight? Man. Ah, this is a great, I mean, okay. So people, a lot of hand wringing, a lot of complaining. Oh, where were the upsets? You know what? I don't really want to see the upsets in the college basketball tournament. I want to get to this level of play and see the best teams take each other on. The fact that you have, uh, you know, eight games in the sweet 16 where the, what's the highest spread, even eight, eight and a half points. Like these are all relatively competitive games. There is no gimme on, on the slate anywhere. Like, this is going to be highly entertaining basketball for the next couple of days. And um, I'm fired up, man. I really, I mean, and, you know, it's it's still an absolutely wide-open tournament. All the contenders still alive. Um, I think um, there seems to be, there seems to be a lot of momentum that uh, Florida State can pull off the upset again against Gonzaga. I really, really disagree with that take. Uh, I think Florida State is in a really bad spot situationally. Um, they had, you know, they had a, a tough travel schedule over the course of the ACC season this year. They were not gifted a very easy schedule. Uh, and then on top of that, they make a run all the way to the finals of the ACC tournament. So they've played a lot of basketball. Uh, and then in the first round of the tournament, they send Florida State up to Hartford, Connecticut. And now they're out in uh, Anaheim, just up the way from me. So, you know, this they've put they put a, a tough task on uh, on this Florida State team in terms of just kind of beating them up physically. Uh, meanwhile, Gonzaga on the other side, they, you know, their season was, you know, they, they locked up the one seed relatively early. Uh, their conference tournament was what, like two games. And, you know, the second game, they looked like they didn't even really care. They didn't bring out their best stuff. They let St. Mary's get into the tournament. Uh, and then they have a nice long layoff. They travel only a little bit for their round one and two games. So I think you're going to see a, a rested and, and very, very dangerous Gonzaga team tonight, uh, you know, exact some revenge against Florida state. And, uh, that's probably my favorite look on the card for this, uh, for this Thursday slate. Um, what do you, but, what do you uh, think of that game, Gonzaga and FSU because everyone to be honest right to be yeah, everyone's it on is. FSU but and that's dangerous Gonzaga win by about 10 10 to yeah, 12 I'm with you and I'm with whale capper uh in these games we have to realize these numbers are sharp Gabe and we talk about this these 
like the Super Bowl and everything, heavily bet games and whatever. So I think public money is really important. And people think, you know, the Florida State, uh, the run that they had, the way they beat John Moran and Murray State, it's a totally different scenario. Gonzaga, well, seven and a half to me, God, if it was any lower, I'd smash this game. But I'm with you, Gabe. I I, I was going to say the same thing. I think they win by probably about 14 to 16 points tonight. And Gonzaga will be on the card. Buy it down to minus seven, pay a little bit of juice, and I I hope for the best. But I think Florida State, despite being a pretty deep team, they're not as uh, they're they're not going to match up well with the bigs of Gonzaga. Gonzaga can shoot, they can rebound, they can do everything. They should be able to take care of business. I'm with you. We're all on Gonzaga. Purdue and Tennessee is nice. an interesting game tonight, uh, Capper as well. I've got a I got a piece of the over. Uh, I'm you know I thought it would go Ooh, up. Nice. It's at one one forty seven right now. I got a ticket here. What I got a one forty six and a half. So I can't pat, pat myself on the back nice. too much. But. Um, yeah, one one way at one forty six and a half. So, um, what what do you make of this game? Another very competitive game. Looks like there's been a little movement, uh, some uh, some movement towards the Tennessee ledger uh, right now. It was one and a half yeah. an hour ago. I see it's up to two right now. Yeah, that makes me like uh, Purdue for the upset even more. To be honest with you, uh, this this is a this is a bad matchup for Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee has flaws. Uh, Rick Barnes, this is, you know, this is your time to choke, buddy. Like, this is it. You know, this is how it always goes with Rick Barnes. Uh, and, um, you know, I think, I don't think Tennessee, I mean, they, Tennessee overachieved over the course of the regular season massively to even get a two seed. They were extremely lucky that Iowa didn't snipe them uh, in the round of 32. This is uh, set up very well for a Purdue team. Uh, that is playing extremely dangerously. People look at some of the recent results from Purdue. They see Minnesota beat them, and they're like, oh, maybe they're not as good as we think. Maybe they're vulnerable. No, Purdue is extremely good. They have ta- they have the more talented roster, in my opinion. They have the better coach, in my opinion. I like Purdue for the upset in this one. And I like Interesting. your overlook. Yeah, no, Gabe, I was, I was leaning Tennessee, and now the more I look at this game, this is even before Whale Capper. When I woke up today, when I checked the golf and all the betting board today, that one stuck out to me, and I just kind of – We've been on a roll, Marenzi. We're sweeping the board the last couple of days. I want to keep it going. And that game had alert written all over it. Like, I want to take Tennessee with the athletes, but I really worry about Purdue and that Big Ten grit, like being able to frustrate Tennessee. Yes. And Tennessee does a lot of dumb <laughs> things. They're poorly coached, and they make dumb decisions. They let Iowa right back in that game. They're not very smart. Talented, but not smart. And, Will Capper, you brought up, um, you brought up uh, Coach Barnes. And, and, you know, that's been a very um, – it's been a very discussed narrative over the last yeah. uh, week or so coming into this. Yet, you know, it would be remiss of us not to bring up um, Matt Painter. Yeah, uh, Matt Painter, 0-7. Yeah. Yeah. 0-7 in yeah. the NCAA tournament against uh, one, two, <laughs> or three seeds. You know, Purdue, yeah. all right, show, nice. Okay, you beat Villanova. That's not the same Villanova championship caliber teams. And you beat Old Dominion. Now step up. I, I totally agree with what you guys say. I thought the same thing about this team, and I sort of think the same thing about – I think the same thing about all these SEC teams. I like the Houston Cougars tomorrow because, yeah. quite frankly, I think the, these SEC teams, they're raw, but they have flaws. They're not great shooting teams. Auburn's a good shooting team, uh, but they sort of just out-athletic you uh, to victory, and mm. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, Purdue's a smart basketball team. But let's be real, Painter, somebody breaks through here tonight, getting to the Elite Eight. You know, Painter, Painter's 0-7 in, in, in these spots before, and that's being talked about as well. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's it, this, the whole South region is kind of like a whole bunch of coaches that uh, just can't help but choke. Like I me, mean, Tony Bennett, even like, I, I like Virginia in this spot. I like Virginia to cover. Uh, there's such a class above Oregon. It's not even funny. The PAC 12, the fact that they even got a team in the sweet 16 is wild to me. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it, the whole South region, somebody's got to win. <laughs> Somebody has to go to the final four. Uh, I don't think it's going to be Oregon. Um, but, uh, you know, I think, you know, Matt Painter is, is a good coach. He's got good fundamental strategy I don't. and, 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 uh, and I, you know, I, I don't think, you know, I, I, whereas Barnes on the other hand, like Barnes is, is a, is a fine regular season coach. You know, he's going to get your team more wins over the course of the season than losses. But when, you know, when the, when the, um, you know, when the, the, the game gets tight, when you're in this sort of, uh, you know, high pressure situation, uh, I think, I feel like he makes the wrong adjustments every single time. Like I've just seen it too many times where it's like, dude, you got, you know, get your, you know, start attacking the rim or, you know, you got to get past the ball around the perimeter, get it open. Like he, like he does the opposite every time it feels like, uh, and, well, like you um, said, so I'm, call I'm not going to count I'm not going to count on him tonight. Call time. Yes, exactly. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. He all, it's always, I, I never watch a, a big time critical Barnes game and think, and don't at least a couple times during the game scream, like, what are you doing? Like, this is, this is, it's right there, man. Like just, just do X and he's doing Y it's a, uh, it's, it's tough to, it's tough to really uh, put it any finer than that. But um you know, give me uh, give me a little Purdue as a as as a not very you know you know and you know Cam brought up a good point. I think this is worth mentioning a little bit. I don't in general think looking at public betting percentages is a very meaningful thing to do when you're handicapping sports, but uh, you can tell without question that uh, when you get to the Sweet 16 uh, and beyond in the NCAA tournament, uh, these numbers are being moved by volume and people in in the market who do not really handicap regularly they don't necessarily understand sports betting or markets uh and a lot of times when you see you know the the volume moving the number uh it's a pretty good sign that there's value going the other way because um you know we know so much about these teams right now and um you know it should this this should be a pick em kind of a game based on the way these two teams match up just from a numerical analytics standpoint and you're so you're getting a couple free points here back in purdue Michigan and Texas Tech, another uh, basketball game. game in the exact same. Uh, <laughs> in the ex- ah, son of a bitch. Yeah. The Philadelphia Phillies just took a 3-1 lead. Yeah, um, so M- Michigan and uh, Michigan and Texas Tech, another game in which identical point spread. One and a half. It was two. It's one and a half uh, right now. How do you break this one down, Whale Capper? Two very similar defensive-minded teams. If you break yeah, down the numbers, yeah. they've almost had identical tournaments, actually. Um, you know, they both basically yeah. cruised, yeah. giving up, like, you know, Michigan's giving up 52 points a game in this tournament only. Um, Texas Tech, 58 points a game. This Culver kid's climbing the ladder right now. To me, Michigan's depth is going to be the difference. And we talk about coaching. Yeah. To me, Beeline, probably the best coach that's never won a championship, maybe along with Mark Few, but, I, you know, you look at Beeline's success. But... Michigan have smart kids that have been in big games before. You know, Texas Tech yeah, play defense yeah. and have Culver. You know, you got Brzezikis. Yeah. You've got uh, Jordan Poole, we saw hit a massive shot last year, was lighting it up uh, last week. You got Matthews back from injury right now. Xavier Simpson's playing good basketball. 
There's just a lot of different guys that can, like, they're a real deep team. Michigan. We'll hit this on the other side with Will Capri. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. With all 30 Major League Baseball teams playing today, the 2019 MLB season officially underway. It's time for you to swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball with DailyRoto.com. They're looking to make their eighth millionaire winner. You heard it here, people. Money galore. If you're playing MLB DFS on DraftKings or FanDuel and you're not using DailyRoto.com to set your lineups, you're doing it wrong. Go to DailyRoto.com and enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount, and you get lineup alerts, weather updates, fantasy projections, and the use of the lineup optimizers that have already produced millions in winnings. That's 2019 MLB Daily Roto, the premium package at DailyRoto.com. Use promo code FNTSY and get your special discount today, Gabe. All right, I'll do it. You can sell me. <laughs> yeah, sold. Now. We right got now. The optimizer. He's a very, very smart. The optimizer, very bright. Big um, IQ. Cincinnati Reds have taken a one nothing lead yes. in the bottom of the, uh, the second inning. Part of my parlay. Uh, yeah, I like the, the Reds uh, today, too. The, everyone's about pirates, like uh, Whale Capper was saying. Fade. Yeah. Fade the public and the consensus. So <laughs> we'll get back to the baseball uh, later. But. Um, so, Michigan, I'm talking about Beeline and how good Beeline is. And the numbers speak for themselves, guys. Listen to this. John Beeline has coached in 37 NCAA tournament games in his coaching career. He's won 26 of them outright. 26 wow. and 11 outright. 24, 11, and 2 against the point spread. It's by far, he's by far wow. the most profitable uh, tournament coach. 24-11-2 in his career between West Virginia and Michigan, mostly with Michigan. And then specifically in Sweet 16 games, he's 4-2 and two straight up, 4-1-1 one and one against the number. We talk about it all the time, Will Capper. You jump beeline. The guy is a great tournament-style coach. Michigan always play their best basketball in the Big Ten tournament and the NCAA tournament. Yeah, it's no. There's the, it, the numbers speak for themselves. That is, those are very, very impressive. Uh, re, that's a very impressive resume. And I mean, Beeline, you have to give him credit too. Like it wasn't all that long ago that Michigan was doing it on offense. Like they had some interesting wrinkles that people weren't getting. Uh, they had specific attacks, you know, drawn up for every type of you know team and what type of defense they would be facing. And so they were you know, dynamic on the offensive end and kind of on the fly, he's transitioned this team to be this dynamic defensive team. So, you you know, you really have to tip your hat to the guy. And, um, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's tough not to pull for, uh, you know, the likes of uh, Mark Few and Gonzaga with the squad he's got and finally breaking through and getting the title this year. But if not him, Beeline, that's a, that's a great, uh, that's a great, great team, great coach to, to pin your hopes to if you, uh, if you are otherwise, uh, you know, not pulling for any of these uh, blue chippers. Well, I think I made it clear. I like Michigan. Who do you like? <laughs> uh, 
So I, I'm I'm keeping this. This was the easiest one for me to kind of cross off. I'm not you know you don't have to bet, bet every single college basketball <laughs> game, uh, and you know this this one I kept pretty pretty damn close to the number. I'm looking at sixty five sixty here, um, right on the total, uh, and uh, a little bit of uh, value on um, on the Michigan side, but not enough for me to really be uh, be running to the window to get money down. But um, you make a great point about their depth being able to. You know, kind of, you know, when the second units rotate in, uh, if, uh, if Michigan's down, they'll likely be able to pull back into the game. If Michigan's up, they'll put a little bit of distance on Texas Tech. I can see the game flowing that way. And I could see Texas, I mean, I could see uh, Michigan, uh, you know, effectively kind of keeping them at arm's length for a majority of the game here and, and potentially just putting them away late with some, some nice stop, uh, defensive stops. But um, I'm seeing this as a pretty tight game. Well, Marenzi... You're a good host, great guy, the best, but uh, unfortunately you can't pay my bills or help my financial situation, and I do have futures with Texas Tech and Virginia. We're against each other tonight, buddy. Sorry. Go Red Raiders. Well, I got what two words you for you. What number you get on Texas Tech? Yeah, you I got, got two, two words for you, buddy. Suck it? <laughs> get bent. Get bent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, unfortunately, and, Dave, you know, I, I need Texas you. Tech. And you're, you're big on Virginia and Will Capper. I got a future on North Carolina at 14 to 1. Oh, God. Cam's got mm. Virginia. He's, he's mm. just going against me at every turn here. No, I made that bet at the start of the year, though, Gabe. Don't we? <laughs> I know, I know. That was good. <laughs> um, so you you must have listen. gotten a great number on Texas Tech. What kind of number? Well, like 60 to 1? Uh, 40 when I got it, Will Capper. I only put 20 40, bucks on good, it, though. though. That's good. Yeah. That's good. That's still fun. Virginia's that's a, a lot bigger. Virginia, Virginia's gotten more like, I think, uh, 75 or 100. Like, I, I hit it 25 like a few times. I was, yes, I'll do that again. I like nice. the number. So, nice. yeah, I need one of them. But, uh, Marenzi, uh, Marenzi got, what do you get, NC? You got UNC at 14, and it's down to, what, plus 550, I think, now? Yeah. yeah. I think that's the line. Nice. Yeah. yeah. One so, of us uh, hopefully will win. Nice work. <laughs> So, no, all right. No, hey, hey. Yeah, like you said, you you, you got to look out for yourself when it comes to this stuff, Cam. I'm just yep. gonna feel bad. I feel I just feel bad that you're gonna, you know, you're about to lose money tonight on this game. <laughs> it's been a good run the last few nights, though, and <laughs> with with all the other things we're betting. So, <laughs> hey, whatever happens is gonna happen, yeah. buddy. We can't control it, but it'll be a great game. Texas Tech and Michigan, I think, is I think this game is gonna be the best out of them all for like from a pure basketball standpoint. Both teams. Texas Tech has great athletes, great guys, well coached. Michigan, too. They're so deep, strong. I think that's like, when I look at this game, it's a shame these teams can't meet in the next round because I like both teams a lot. Mm. But here's a daunting mm. uh, here's yeah. a daunting number, guys, courtesy of Mark Lawrence and the database. Uh, number 12 seeds in the NCAA tournament are 0-19 straight up and 7-12 uh, and 12 against the spread all time versus number one seeds. Um, i.e. Yeah. the Oregon yeah. Ducks, 12 seed versus the Virginia Cavaliers, one seed. Now, listen, I know Virginia were the first one seed ever to lose to a 16, so maybe they'll be the first one seed to lose to a, to a 12 seed Uh-oh. as well, but I don't know. And, um, you know, this is a tough spot for the Ducks. There was they, they, they did it on adrenaline in Las Vegas. They got it done. Yeah. They've been flying around the country. Now this is a big step up in class. You're not playing, and with all due respect to Irvine, and, you know, we talked about Irvine a couple of weeks ago. Now you're playing the Virginia Cavaliers who, I don't know, did, are they are they over, are they, have they gotten the, the weight off their shoulders? Or the second that they're down, do you start to think, oh, boy, here we go again, Whale Capper. 
I you know I tend to think Virginia is yeah. going to kind of cruise tonight, but they're hard to trust to lay yeah, points. I'm, it is. It's true. It's true. Uh, they're so much the better team, and you bring up some great points about Oregon kind of being on teams at this point. Uh, I'm okay laying the points with Virginia. I think they get this done and and, and put a, an exclamation point on this one. Um, in you know it's, you know we saw. I think. You know, it's it's tough to read motivations, and it's especially tough to do this when you're talking about college kids, right? But uh, for sure, they had some jitters uh, against Gardner Webb in that first half. The fact that they, you know, that they came out so poorly in that game was just incredible. <laughs> but uh, but they snapped out of it. You know, they got they they got their minds right, they got their act together, and they actually put together, I thought, uh, a very nice performance in the second half of that game. Uh, I think they're by far and away the better team in the spot, and um, I would expect them to. Uh, I would expect this game to be one that you just kind of keep an eye on the score in the top right corner as you're watching the uh, the Michigan Texas Tech game, and uh, just kind of yeah, Virginia, they're they're up by you know five to. <laughs> five to nine for most of the game and then they put him away and win by double digits in the second half well i should know tony bennett is um 12 12 and 8 uh 12 and 8 straight up in the tournament but 8 and 12 against the spread and talking about good coaches i do have a lot of respect for dana altman and look he did this without ball ball and he did this uh with yep. michael avenatti trying to take the team down <laughs> this week as well good point uh, but dana altman uh, 15 and 13 all time in the tournament, but a nice robust 17 and 11 against the spread. Um, eight and two is an underdog um, of four or more points as well. Where was Altman before, guys? Was it Creighton? No, no. Was it where the hell was he before? Before he was with Oregon. I'm well, thinking Creighton. I'll tell you what, man. Um, he does. He does seem like the right guy to to take carry this program and uh, make the Pac-12 relevant again. So on that basis, I, I, I'm hoping that uh, he sticks around for a little while and, you know, does something good with this uh, with this crew because, uh, you know, it's it's sad how far the Pac-12 has fallen. And the fact that they have one, you know, one one participant in uh, in the Sweet 16 and it's a 12 seat is, is pretty intense. But, um, well, that, yeah, you, you were right. Good he call. Was that great, he, that's he was like good a, call, he was at Creighton yeah. for yeah. He's at uh, Mar- he was at Creighton uh, forever. Cre- uh, Marshall yeah. before uh, Marshall, yeah. Marshall, Kansas State, Creighton, Oregon. Great call, Gabe. Good call. And then, uh, and then yeah. Dougie Bug- yeah. D- uh, Dougie Buckets' uh, father took over for him. That's it. Yeah, yeah. He came from Creighton. Great coach at Creighton too. He built that program. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. listen, he was there we, for like sixteen years, right? We could do a whole. We could do like a three-hour special on the Pac-12 and the demise as, as to why. But very, very interesting. And, you know, just quickly, I'll throw this out there. We've got a couple of minutes left. Well, Cap here, but it was interesting, Well, Capper. I read this in the New York Times in the business. Uh, they were talking about the Pac-12 going uh, basically not public, but they need money. And essentially, they realize how quickly they're falling behind the rest of the conferences uh, right now due to bad decisions by Commissioner Scott, let's be real, with television sure. deals sure. And, and stadiums and a lot of other things along the way. But they need money. Like, if you look at the amount of money that they pay coaches, it doesn't meet. It, you know, the, the facilities, they're not they're not matching up uh, anymore. So, basically, they want to sell. Remember, Cam, I talked about this on the show. They want to sell 10% of the, uh, the pack. They're selling 10% shares. Now, not publicly, but this is to, like, Wall Street, to, like, um, hedge fund companies. You can own, you can own 10% 
of the of the Pac-12. How much do you think they want for a 10% stake? For 10% of the Pac-12? Hmm. Yeah. What are you thinking, Whale Capper? 40 million? I think they're I think they're asking for I wish Cap. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. I thought them I guess they value them 500 million. 400 million or 500 so, million. So. Yeah, so Whale yeah. Capper was close you know at 400. Can we sh- can we short this somewhere? <laughs> because I got bad news for you. The Pac-12 isn't coming back anytime soon. And especially because, I don't know, you guys know this. Like, football really is where most of the money is made. I mean, the way the basketball revenue is, is shared, like, it's, right. it's hard to screw up, you know, your basketball revenue if you're a, if you're a major six conference. But, but, uh, but football revenue is where it's at. And I got bad news for you guys. Like, the talent in the high school pool in the West Coast, uh, is drying up quickly. No, not there's just not as many people participating in in high school football in California anymore. Like if yeah. you're not if you're drying up talent wise, like I don't know how you're getting the athletes to compete with the likes of the SEC and the ACC at this point. You're in deep trouble. So if I could if I could short that that number, I would I would go after it. But that's why they're doing it. And basically, it was going to be they're going to turn around and give the money to all the schools, and say hey, do better. Essentially, you know the problem with the Pac-12, their TV deals, but also. It's top-heavy, Cam. You know what I mean? In the sense that, all right, you have USC, you have UCLA, you have the Washington Huskies, but there's a lot of programs that are sort of, you know, you know, Washington State, Oregon State, yeah. like not great facilities in the middle of even nowhere. Arizona, even Arizona, for that matter. Like, what have they done recently? Yeah, Arizona's you know? been mediocre, more of a basketball school. Like you said, that passion for football's not there, and you know, look, I lived in Las Vegas, and Las Vegas has produced a lot more baseball players to Major League Baseball than they have to the National Football League, you know, over the last yeah. couple of years. Yeah. All right, Will Capper, so we got about a minute mm-hmm. uh, left uh, here tonight. You want to leave us with anything? You got an NBA pick uh, tonight or uh, or just go and call it tonight? Yeah, no, that, I mean, I think we hit all my favorite looks in college. Uh, I guess maybe Friday's games real quick. I'll give you guys a little preview. I know you're probably going to hit those mostly tomorrow. Listen, we're going to a break, but we just have sure, a, we sure. have like a minute, three-minute segment after. A three-minute we'll segment, we'll get your picks. Yeah. Perfect. Good call. Okay, cool. Quick, quick break. Game time decisions. We appreciate Whale Capper's time. Great Capper can uh, get his stuff. Whale underscore Capper. He's awesome with the NBA. He took 500 bucks for me in the NFL. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Tatis Jr. just got a single in his first Major League uh, Baseball at-bat off of uh, Madison Bumgarner. Uh, scoreless right now after two innings in San Diego. You can tell uh, the stadium's rocking uh, out there. Uh, Lons, we didn't even get to the fact that it uh, looks like Tyrone Liu. And it's funny, I said sarcastically a couple of weeks ago, guys, that the Lakers will probably just hire Tyrone Liu as their coach. And if they do this, like Magic Johnson needs to step aside. But nevertheless... Friday, uh, Whale Capper, tomorrow night's games. 
Man, I, I like Houston the best tomorrow. I think Houston's beaten. I know it's crazy, but I love the Houston Cougars tomorrow night. But we'll give you the floor. We got like two minutes here. Take us out here, Whale Capper. What's your Friday uh, look ahead? Okay, I want to talk about Auburn, North Carolina. These other oh, games yeah, are sir. too damn tight. For they're they're too damn tight. And I, <laughs> I like your Houston look. I'm pulling for them. I really want Houston to knock uh, knock these knock the Wildcats out. Uh, I really want Houston actually to go to the Final Four. That would be sweet. Uh, but um, but North Carolina Auburn is going to be probably by far and away the best game tomorrow night. And so do we bet I, the over? I'll cut you guys, right to the what, chase. Do we yeah, bet the over? I, I just want to ask. Yeah, what you what did you make of that? What did you make of Bruce Pearl? basically saying that what'd you make of the public response to that it, it, you know i, I kind of expected points. like we kind of still lived i thought we still lived in a way in a, in a world where like he would get the finger wagging and like oh you know you can't talk about but but no, people no. would just kind of shrug it off which, which was kind of cool i thought like it kind of what, well, maturing, which is which is nice I, we, we're going to replay the interview later we got pete gillett on former virginia cavalier coach yeah. we gave him point blank we're giving him totals inside who do you like coach yeah well game <laughs> I, I tell you what yeah I asked him point blank, should I bet the over? He's like, yeah, yeah, bet the over, Gabe. And we had Tom Brennan on, former Vermont Catamount coach, and I brought up Bruce Pearl. And same thing, he started laughing. He goes, oh, isn't that great? Take the over. And I said, so what do you think, coach? Should we? He goes, darn right. <laughs> Two Amazing. NCAA Amazing. former coaches telling us. Both says the same thing. Because I said, I feel like we should go the opposite since Pearl's saying this. Will North Carolina slow it down? Uh, yeah, Both coaches yeah, told me yeah. today. No, they don't think so. They think the heels will try to run him okay. into the ground. This is good. This is good recon because oh. number one, I laughed because I'm like, because I was thinking like, number one, I'm thinking like, oh yeah, NCAA with their motto for this whole tournament, don't bet on it. Like, yeah. and then oh by the way, Bruce Pearl taking me over. Uh, but I, I like Auburn to keep that. I, I like Auburn to keep this one close. Auburn is great at forcing turnovers. I think actually that that lead lends Whale itself Capper. to an over because you're gonna have find him on teams. Twitter, Whale underscore Capper. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You want uh, news and scores. Well, we've come to the right place. Crazy, crazy day right now with Major League Baseball opening up. And uh, great day for uh, the New York teams. If you did the New York Mets-Yankees two-step, uh, your bookie's probably very upset right now. Let's get to the scoreboard. Pitchers duel with New York and Washington, but the Mets get it done. Two to nothing. The final, Robinson Cano, he accounted for both of the Mets' runs. DeGrom, six shutout innings. Edwin Diaz, a save. And Scherzer, 12 Ks and a tough loss. Baltimore and the Yankees, great opening day for Luke Voigt of the Yanks, a three-run homer. He also got hit, four RBIs, and uh, New York beat up Baltimore 7-2. to We covered the one and a half. St. Louis and Milwaukee, the Brewers were down three. They come back to squeeze out a win versus the Cards. Five to four is your final in that one. Atlanta at Philly. Phillies are up three to one in the top of six. Detroit and Toronto, scoreless in the bottom of four. No runs in that game. Houston has exploded on Tampa Bay. We're now Astros up four to one in the top of four. Chicago Cubs and Texas, the Rangers up two nothing, bottom three. We have Angels in Oakland, A's leading one to nothing in the bottom of three. 
three. Arizona at the Dodgers. L.A. taking a one to nothing lead. Bottom two. Cleveland, Minnesota, scoreless. Top four. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. The Reds are up one to nothing. That one is in the top of the fourth inning. San Francisco at San Diego. Hey, Padres. Padres just scored one nothing. Good guys against uh, the Giants today. I think Gabe and I are both on the Padres. Colorado at Miami. Scoreless. Top three. KC and Chicago White Sox. KC one twenty five eight and a half. Rondon versus Keller. Weather delay there. One night game. Seven oh eight Eastern. Boston at Seattle. Red Sox minus 207 flat sale and Gonzalez. NCAA March Madness continues tonight with the round of 16. This one gets going pretty early. Number four, four Florida State and number one Gonzaga. They start off the evening 709 tip. Gonzaga minus seven and a half, 147. Number three, Purdue. Number two, Tennessee. They tip off at 729 p.m. Eastern. Volunteers, one and a half point favorites. 146 and a half late session number three texas tech number two michigan battle wolverines one and a half point favorites 126 and at 957 the late game of the night cinderella 12 seed oregon from the pac 12 meets number one virginia cavaliers minus eight and a half total 119 and a half there other games for tomorrow we got some notes north carolina's nasir little questionable with an illness for friday's game against auburn virginia tech guard ty outlaw expecting to play for the Hokies versus duke he passed a drug test he was charged last week for marijuana possession averaging 8.7 points per game and 5.4 boards so the virginia tech Hokies would hope he, he plays in that game other games tonight we got two games at tip off at seven o'clock leola marimount at south florida Bulls minus four and a half, 132. Hampton is at New Jersey Institute of Technology and Jitlang, three and a half, 154. Texas Southern and UL Monroe. Monroe, eight-point favorites, 171. Day two of golf's version of March Madness underway in Texas. And guys, upset here. Brant Snedeker taking out Tiger Woods today, two and one. Here are the top seeds, the top four seeds in action. Dustin Johnson, the number one seed, he's down to Brendan Grace. One shot through 14 hills. holes. Justin Rose and Eddie Pepperell tie. Justin Rose, one of the favorites in the tournament, came back to get that half point. Rory McIlroy looking great so far. Another win. He's 2-0, and beating Harding 3-2. and And Brooks Kepka and Hoatung Lee all square. Other winners today, Paul Casey and Charles Howley tied. Abraham Answer beat Cam Smith. Francisco Molinari over Thorbjorn Olison. Henrik Stenson knocked out Jason Day. He's done. 0-2 out of the tournament. Defending champ Bubba Watson. He's done, too. Billy Horschel took him out to the cleaners today. 0-2 for Watson. Jordan Spieth beating Kevin Na. Nice bounce back for Spieth. Jim Furyk over Phil Mickelson. See you, Phil. Other events going on in the PGA Tour. The Corrales Punta Cana Resort Championship. Three-way tie for the lead. Matt Jones, Sanjay M, and Joel Damon all currently share the lead at 6-under. Tough day for our friend Tony Romo in the broadcast booth out on the golf course. 7-over par in tough, windy conditions. He's in 133rd place. Dead last. The other guy who was in last withdraw from the tournament. Weird one here. Greg Schiano surprisingly stepping down as defensive coordinator of the New England Patriots. This That just happened a few minutes ago. The Dallas Cowboys close to acquiring defensive end Robert Quinn from Miami. A few small details need to be worked out there. And more to come. It's a very interesting story because of Demarcus Lawrence. The price for him has just gone up. The Cowboys defensive end wants a raise from $20 million to $22.5 million on a long-term deal. Dallas has used the franchise tag on Lawrence for a second straight year. He refused to sign the tag, so this might be an interesting move. Dallas picking up Quinn if they can't get Lawrence, so that's what looks like it's going to happen here, too. And Eight games in the NBA tonight. We'll go through the whole board in eight games in the NHL. A sweet 16 with both sports there. A huge one 
in the Eastern Conference when it comes to playoff seeding. The Montreal Canadiens taking on Columbus in Ohio. The winner getting the edge on the last playoff spot there. Stick around, everybody. We'll update you on the baseball board. A hell of a lot more college games tonight. NBA, NHL, and a whole lot more. I'm Cam Stewart, Gabe Morenci, host Red Heat Rage. And we're back right after this. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, level two. League baseball opening day. Pretty pathetic, actually. Listen, I don't like taking shots. Montreal had problems uh, with attendance near the end, but uh, it's freaking ridiculous, Cam. It's opening day, buddy. And the, the race, the stadium's half empty. Oh, I know. Like, it's opening day. We did that big story on Montreal, too, Gabe, and you were telling me about, you know, 35,000 people for preseason games in Montreal. Like, enough's enough, man. Like, enough's enough now. Like, enough's enough. Excellent point. The Blue Jays are playing the the Milwaukee Brewers. It's funny because I just talked to Griff about that. He's now the PR guy for the Blue Jays. Yeah, and he told me it was a great experience in Montreal. Everyone had a great time. The city was lively. Even it's the Blue Jays. And I'll tell you something, Gabe. You know, a lot of people in Montreal don't give two shits about the Blue Jays. They care about the Expos, but they're there to support the only team in the country. I'll tell you, this Tampa Bay experiment, it's a failed one. It's done. It's toast. And these idiots, just like they do with the with the Florida Panthers in hockey, we know it's failing, but they continue to let it go. Get rid of them. Bring back Montreal. And let's get two to Dan teams in Canada. Move them both to Quebec. <laughs> Quebec. Yeah, well, yeah, that's you know, right. The Panthers can no, become be the Nordiques. <laughs> but I don't know. And I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to pick uh there's a lot of French guys. There's always French guys out of Panthers too. They'd fit uh, right Huber in. Like, they, yeah, yeah, they exactly. Yeah. I, am, I am Jonathan Huberdeau. I like uh, be, uh, the city of be Quebec. A big, He'd be a big star in Quebec City, Hoover. Oh, dude, so, Quebec City, he'd be the mayor. <laughs> he'd run that damn town. But <laughs> all kidding aside, I think, and I'm sorry, Ottawa, but I think the Ottawa Senators should just move to Quebec. Melnick's got no interest in winning there. You're not building a new arena. Your arena's in the middle of nowhere. You could, you can barely sell out when you made it to the Stanley Cup Finals. There's just oh, yeah. not enough people in Ottawa. You're all a bunch of bureaucrats. You all work for the government and stuff. Nice little town. Yep. But you know, I don't want to say it's not major league, but you know, you can oh. handle you can handle a CFL team. Yep. You know, but you're having a hard time with it. Let's just call it out for what it is. And you, you got this Marenzi? brand new arena in Quebec City. They have money in Quebec City. It's they a do. rich town, they do. man. It's they're rich. Like they got money there. Buddy, I told you when we used to do those trips to Quebec when I was in high school, it was the highlight like one of the highlights of my life getting wasted and going to see the Quebec Nordiques play the Whalers at the Colisee. It was uh, fantastic. I oh, loved it. Great. It was a great experience. Oh, God, man, I love that town. We had Colisee. so much fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Drinks were basically free. We're jumping off bridges into snow. Like, it was just like, it was the best piss-up I think I've ever had. Like, it was unbelievable. Great people there. And I'll tell you, though, in Ottawa's defense game, I did do the Journey of the Cup. They have good fans. It's just what they did. The situation oh, you're right. with, you're right. with an arena. With the, I know you're, you're partly right, though. Like, there are bureaucrats in the city. They have good fans. But the damn arena, the Canadian Tire Centers in Canada, it does not work. You cannot leave that place. You you wait in traffic three yeah, hours. But we're like, also, I don't care how hard point. you are. I you get know? it. You're good fans. But you, you can't just support the team when they go to the cop. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're either in or you're out. Yeah, I know. You know. I don't know. Like, who? Let, let, who's, who's the tenants? The Panthers' attendance has to be worse, right? Oh, way worse. They're the worst in the league. And the Senators? Uh, we'll look at the NHL test. Yeah. But we got Drew Martin. Drew Martin bets on the other side. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Well, I was talking this morning on the morning show with Joe Ranieri, and I said that um, in past years, sometimes I had like $5,000 a week uh, credit. As uh, Cam knows the drill, if you're real degenerate, they'll give you a lot of credit. So, you know, there's the $500 credit, the $1,000 credit, the $2,000 credit, the $3,000 credit. And you notice, Cam, there's not really the four. It goes from three to five. (laughs) It does. You know what I had, Gabe? So so stupid, I forgot my passwords, but... The guy originally set me up with like one account had a diamond in it and one account had 500. But then I did futures and all this other stuff. So I have five different accounts. And it was kind of funny when I asked for the other ones, he gave me the max. So there was that one time, yeah, I basically had like, uh, I could have had 16,500, but that's scary. I told him, I don't want to, I don't want to look at those things anymore. I don't want to have the no, ability to like lose 16, a car. You don't want sixteen thousand five hundred. No. No, I go. I so, go. Can't we keep it at like three or four dimes? Yeah. No. The guy's like, hey, you you want the five thousand in there? No, yeah, I want yeah, a thousand. Yeah, 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 you yeah, idiot. Yeah. Those guys used. <laughs> those guys used to do it to me all the time. Oh yeah. They do well, it. Five? Hey, Marenzi, we bumped your credit up. Like I didn't even yeah, ask. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I appreciate thanks. that. Yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> did, did I ask for it? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I was gonna say. <laughs> what a what a scumbag move, though. The best the best thing to do when you have this credit to stick it to the bookie, though. Is bet it all on futures. It really pisses them off. Yeah. Oh, so it you sure bet does. it all on futures, like your five dimes credit. And I said this morning, if I had it, I'd put two thousand dollars right now on the Mets not winning eighty-six games. Well, <laughs> one down. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they won today. Degrom got it done. Robbie Cano goes uh, two for four in his uh, Metropolitan debut. But uh, let's talk basketball right now with an Auburn Tiger, not a player, uh, but an alumnus. And uh, a man that we know very well, Drew Martin, steps up. And what's up, Drew? Hey, Gabe, what's up, man? I'm happy to be on the show. Congrats to you and Cam and uh, all the success you've had with the uh, the show. And excited to talk some Sweet 16 with you guys, man. Hey, good stuff. Good to catch Thanks up with you, on. Drew. Um, so where are you right now? Are you, uh, are you in the Orlando area now? I'm, I'm actually... Um, in, in, in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, right now. So I, I believe we're in the same country, right? You're in New York now, yeah. right, Gabe? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, you should hook up with Mark Lawrence. Mark Lawrence is in the Fort Lauderdale area, too. Yeah, absolutely. I was actually thinking about meeting up with him in, uh, in, in Greek down here um, for the Florida Derby on Saturday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, oh, yeah Derby. Oh, we got to get some yeah. picks for Friday's show, Gabe. Good stuff. Thanks for reminding yeah. me, Drew. Mark Lawrence used to own uh, horses there, and he's got, like, his own box there and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good guy to go to the Florida Derby uh, with. Yeah, we'll talk about the Florida Derby uh, tomorrow. So we'll get into the Auburn Tiger game um, in a couple of minutes, Drew. But what about tonight's card? Uh, Drew is a, a big, big college uh, handicapper, big better, loves uh, college sports, pro too. But, you know, I know you're very passionate about the college and the collegiate game, football and basketball. So uh, what's your take on tonight's card? If I if you had to narrow down, we'll go through the games. But what's what's your what what's your best bet? What did you put the most on tonight? 
I have two bets pending tonight. Um, one Florida State and uh, the other Virginia minus the points. Um, I guess I'll just start with the, the late night action, uh, the nightcap, 10, 10 o'clock Eastern time. Um, I just kind of think the Cinderella run for Oregon is, is time's about to run up. You know, the Pac-12 team did make it this far. you got to give credit to them. they got good point guard play. But I, I just think they're running up into a matchup of Virginia does everything Oregon does well. They just do it better. And uh, they're going to slow the game down. You know, both teams are in 300s in terms of uh, pace of offensive play. There's not going to be a lot of possessions in this game. It will be sub-70 possessions. could even be sub-60 possessions. And Virginia, you know, you can make the argument they're the best defensive team in the country. And this year, Gabe, more so than years past, this Virginia team can put the ball in the bucket, man. Uh, Kyle Guy, he can score from anywhere. And really, it's, it's the role players as well. They're offensively very efficient, and uh, they hit their free throws as well. So a good defensive team hits their free throws in this price range. I'm laying the points with Virginia. Well, if you say that, Drew, Gabe, I was thinking that if Drew thinks it's going to be a, a low possession game, even a total at a buck forty-eight and a half, you're thinking that's uh, is that a little bit too steep? Would you actually look to the under there, Drew? If we're going to have a, a slow-paced game, that seems like a, a pretty high total. Yeah, I mean, when you break it down, like let's just say there is sixty possessions, and, and you do a point per possession, that would come out to uh, hundred and twenty points. That's right where this total is at, one twenty. Yeah, the, 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 up, the total is one nineteen. Yeah, hundred hundred and nineteen okay. uh, right now. Low, let me see. Let me get the update. Right, I was there. talking about Florida. Oh, sorry, Gabe. I was talking Florida State and Gonzaga there. Yeah, no, the total, yeah, for that game, 120. Uh, what is it? 120 yeah, 120 flat. Now. 120. yeah, 148 and a half for the Florida State-Gonzaga game. Yeah, yeah Oregon and uh, Virginia, 120. Yeah. Mike, if I had to, I'd bet the oh. over. I stayed away from this total. What, 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 yeah. Virginia laying eight and a half points. I think they cover as well, Drew. You know, the Ducks... You know the Ducks. It was they have to be running out of uh, running out of uh, steam a little bit now. You know the Vegas trip where they played for their lives, overtime games, just to get into the tournament. And then last week, a very emotional weekend. They they played a last game, late late night game against uh, Cal Irvine. And all due respect to Cal Irvine, you know Virginia is not uh, a team from the Big West. So th- this is a different. I, I agree with you. I think sort of everything that Oregon wants to do. Virginia won't be phased by it. That's why I like Michigan tonight. Yeah, Like Texas Tech want to sort yeah, of bully I, you and play defense. It's like, whatever, dude. We're from the Big Ten. You know what I mean? They, oh, yeah, we've never seen a defensive team before for playing Michigan State three times a year. Right? Or a physical team. So I, I agree with the style here. I think I think Virginia are going to wear them out. I think I think the Ducks I think the Ducks come out flat, actually. I wouldn't be surprised if it's kind of a semi-route tonight. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with you for pretty much everything you said. And, and you know, in their subsector of the bracket, Oregon, you know, you do have to tip your cap to them. They have played well, but their subsector of the bracket was pretty weak. You know, you got to remember Kansas State was without their best player, Dean Wade. Uh, Wisconsin has had problems all year long. So as far as in, in the teams that they've had to make it pass, and then UC Irvine beating them. So it's not like they had a rough road to get here. And uh, going up against the one-seed Virginia, the type of defense they play and the offensive efficiency that they have, I think their Cinderella, their Cinderella run ends tonight. That would lay the eight-and-a-half. I could see them winning you know, double digits. It might be a, it might be a blow-off, a uh, blowout. And you're taking FSU plus the points, you said uh, earlier. 
Um, yeah, I like FSU as well. You know, this is a long, lanky, strong defensive team. We saw it last year. They uh, gave Gonzaga uh, all kinds of offensive problems. Um, this is a Florida State team that, you know, made it through the ACC. They're battle-tested. Um, outside of, you know, Duke beating them in the in the ACC championship game, they've been hot, and uh, they've been better offensively. They do hit their free throws. Um, to just, just kind of a strong defensive battle where I think it comes down to the end. And this is the type of game where I, I want the points. You know, Cam brought up the, uh, the, the total earlier. I do like the under in this game. I haven't bet it yet, but um, just because it's a publicly bet game and I think that it could inch up over. So right before tip-off, I think it might be a sharp bet here to take the under in this game just because Florida State really trends towards the under. Their defensive team not really looking to push the pace, and I think that they can't control the pace. So uh, I I, I like Florida State plus the points. I jumped on them here plus eight I think is a great number and uh, would look towards the under right before tip. Drew Martin, uh, you can follow him on Twitter at DrewMartinBetsWagerTalk.com. You can check out uh, Drew's uh, videos. We got Purdue. And Tennessee on the on the board tonight uh, too. Another uh, interesting Big Ten SEC matchup, just like that LSU Michigan State game tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. This is a game um, I, I'm not currently betting right now. I mean, this Tennessee team, Rick Barnes. A lot of people have question marks. You know, how well does he coach in these big games? But Tennessee is just the more talented team. But Purdue, on the other hand, I think that they're a great team coming out of the Big Ten. It's been a great conference all year long. Matt Painter's done a great job there in West Lafayette. It's it's a game. I think it's a toss up. If you made me bet it, I'd be on Tennessee, but I just don't see much value here, Gabe. What about the total in this one with Purdue and Tennessee? Uh, do you, do you think they're Purdue would probably want to? Uh, I would say Drew slighten the pace a little bit, but Tennessee they want to run and gun with the athletes that they have. I kind of lean over in this game, whereas the under in the Florida State Gonzaga game. Yeah, I wouldn't talk you off of that. I mean. Tennessee is definitely going to run up and down, what, 123rd in, in terms of offensive pace and number three in offensive efficiency, and that, that's in the whole country. So a top five offensive efficiency team. But uh, the, the thing that I would uh, – And hang, hang in here, Drew. We'll take, a, uh, we'll take a quick break. And, Yang, if you can, reconnect with Drew during the break. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Time decisions. Red Heat Rage Radio continues. Just reestablished connection that with Drew Martin. I blame Apple. Apple? Um, yeah, I bet you he's on like an iPhone with a headset yeah. or one of these earpieces or, you know, you, you, you got to do it old school. You got to hold the phone up. Yeah, yep. I mean, you got to hold the phone. That's the way me and you do it, Gabe. No, it's funny. I was watching a newscast last night, too, and the same thing. They were uh, talking about before the Jays game or whatever, and they, they had, a like, a guy, same thing. It was going, it was making crazy noise. He had, like, the earbuds on with the computer, and it was a train wreck. It was on TV, too. Like, it was just so bad with the yeah, feedback yeah. for the thing. I was just like, yeah, I know Marenzi's had that problem before. Yeah, I'll go, yeah, go old school, what? brother. Hold I'm it. Gonna make, 
I'm going to make a list of things. I'm going to call it uh, the Ted Heaven uh, Memorial list of things to do. Yep. I and, like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just uh, it's for the boys in the pit, and uh, no fault of their own, but uh, just uh, sort of um, um, you know, guidelines. type of things. Yeah, yeah. Guidelines of sort of. Well, yeah, when you speak to the caller, yeah, yeah. Marenzi hates speaker phones, headsets, and anything else in between. <laughs> like, sort yes. of things like that, right? Correct. But uh, we're, we're going to get into the Florida Derby, actually, and uh, I think maybe this horse, the four-horse bourbon war, might be worth a look. But uh, we got Drew Drew Martin in the house uh, right now, uh, Drew. So uh, what countdown is on uh, right now. Drew Martin likes the FSU Seminoles and uh, the Virginia Cavaliers uh, tonight. What do you think, Drew, of that Michigan-Texas Tech game? Man, Gabe, I'll tell you, as far as any of the matchups in the Sweet 16, this is, this is the toughest one for me to pick. This is going to be an absolute dogfight. Both of these two teams, defensive battle-tested, very good defensive efficiency teams. I, I, if you made me bet it, I would be on the under of 125. As far as a side standpoint, I'm, just, I, I'm not confident in either one of these two offenses to pull away from their opposing defenses. I think there's a dogfight to the end. I think it's a toss-up game, so I would be taking the points with Texas Tech very non-confidently. And uh, this game, I, I will be just watching as a fan just because I think it's so tough to call. All right, let's get to your Auburn Tigers. I said yeah. off the top, and I told Cam that um, Drew went to Auburn. So uh, here we go. Bruce Pearl's got the Auburn Tigers into the Sweet 16, and it's amazing because uh, New Mexico State had the ball last, uh, down one, and unable to take advantage of the final possession. Yet here the Auburn Tigers are right now after everything went in, man, last week against the Kansas Jayhawks. You and Charles Barkley, probably the happiest people in America last Saturday. (laughs) Oh, man, it was awesome for sure. And I'll tell you this, I mean, I think that New Mexico State team as a, as a 12 seed, I think that was a rough seed for that team. But uh, I, I could have seen them in an 8-9 matchup. They were, a, they were a really solid team. But Auburn is just playing their best basketball game. I mean, what they haven't lost in the month of March, they're a, they're a three-point shooting team. And when they're hot, they are tough to beat. They're, they're, they can hang with almost anybody in the country. I could see them hanging here with UNC. The fanboy in me. Wants to take Auburn plus the five and a half, but even more so, I, I think I'm taking Bruce Pearl's advice. I, I like this over, man. Um, I, I think both teams are going to go up and down. Auburn won't try to uh, to slow it down against any team, and we know UNC is going to push it. So I think both of these two offenses have a have a field day, and I like the over of 164. The you need, over. Uh, what do you need? 80, 85, 80 to get a winner there, Gabe. That's a lot of points, baby. That's a lot of points. It is, but it's funny. I, I was wondering, you know, is if North Carolina can play a little half court and and they're a good rebounding team. I was thinking, do they want to take them out of their element? And I brought it up earlier, Drew. I spoke with former Vermont Catamount head coach Tom Brennan, uh, you know, that built the program up, beat Syracuse in 2004 or five, And uh, Brennan – Brennan, I said, well, he goes, no, Gabe, no, 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 don't do that. He was like, don't bet the under. It's going to be a track meet. And Pete Gillum, former coach of Virginia Cavaliers, and Xavier uh, Xavier uh, tonight said, guys, it's going, to be, it's going to be run and gun. Bruce Pearl's right. We said, what do you think, coach? Bruce Pearl said the over. <laughs> it's going to be a track meet. He said, Bruce Pearl's right. Um, it's, it's, you know, 
the only thing is, is Auburn, if Auburn goes cold, it's going to be hard to get there, isn't it, guys? Like, it, I'm just saying it wouldn't surprise me if North Carolina yeah. won this game and they won, let's say, 84-74 uh, or something. Or, or a little bit more than that. Like I think they're going to win by, like, 12. Let's say uh, 82-70. It, you know what it reminds me of, Drew and Cam? It reminds me of these North Carolina Duke games. Every damn total of North Carolina Duke is 165 and a half. Never comes close. And, and they've, they've gone, they went under all three times they played this let, year. Let me be you, Marenzi. We need a clean ride. <laughs> you need a real clean ride. <laughs> yeah, real clean ride, like a perfect ride. I think, I don't know, everyone's talking over, over, over. If you get any type of uh, situ- plays where for a couple minutes teams go cold or slow it down, that total's in jeopardy. I'm not jumping to the window to bet it. I'm not saying I'm taking the under. I just say, be wary. That's all. Yeah, I, I agree with both of you guys. I mean, in the, the, I love your your phrase. You know, we need a real clean ride. That that is perfect. But the way that Auburn shoots threes, they can put up ten points in a, in a matter of three possessions. You know, good so point. It, it's one of those things. It, it can happen very fast. But I do agree with you, Gabe. Um, it, it, and by the way, this isn't like you know a big bet of mine. I just like the over here, and, and and mainly because you know if it is a game like you're talking, Gabe, with UNC, you know, going north of north of maybe even 90 points they could carry that that over there as well you know a, a 90 75 type game something like that could, could happen yeah. as well 90 78 yeah 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 look north carolina gave up 72 points a game guys right like they do give up points they're willing yep they're just they just figure hey we're more talented than you uh, and i tell you man this kobe white kid really coming on right now drew isn't he like everyone's talking about you know the top guys in the draft cam and drew but uh, White has really worked his way up. The kid's six foot five. Um, you know, it's, it's sort of they like that body size in the NBA. Six foot five coming together for him right now. As of right now, he's projected to be anywhere from like, you know, nine. I haven't really seen him higher than nine, eight or nine to like that 12 range. Yeah. Yet now the lights are on, man. You know, this kid's playing for some big money right now. He He could climb the ladder. I you know so what about the side though? I think North Carolina is going to beat them, Drew. I I I, I wouldn't talk you off. It's hard for him to say it. Uh, I I don't I you know <laughs> exactly. If I went to Auburn, I'd be doing the same thing, Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean in, in, in Auburn, you know, against Kansas, I think I don't think this was uh, you know Kansas's best year ever. So uh, in, in, in having the five seed going against the 12 seed, I do think New Mexico State was underseeded. But you're right. I mean, as far as matchup standpoint, they did beat Kentucky, um, you know, fared well against Tennessee. So they've beaten the top echelon team in the SEC. I think that bodes well. But you're right. This UNC team might be kind of next level, that UNC Duke Virginia level. So uh, it, it is kind of un uncharted waters as far as uh, opponents for Auburn. And, yeah, I, I mean, at this five-and-a-half number – it could be the side to look. What are we going to do with this? Uh, this this is the game, Drew, that I'm starting to think. Like, I'm looking at the SE teams, SEC teams. I'm like, yeah, I could see Auburn covering five and a half. I could see LSU covering. But I'm worried, I'm worried about Kentucky. I think Gabe and I will get to the – the thing about the Houston Cougars is I think a lot of people look at the game versus Cincinnati in the conference tournament, but 
Houston already, they had things locked up. They had a huge, huge winning streak during the year. They're very, very underrated, well-coached, and Kentucky, they're not the same Kentucky team as they used to be, sure. They've had great, great players before. They're good, don't get me wrong, They, you know, but not the best recruiting class ever. And I'm kind of looking at the Houston Cougars at plus three going, you know what, I could see this team winning outright and, and taking these guys out and do one for the little conferences. What do you think about Houston and Kentucky, Drew? I'm leaning Cougars. You are. I, I'm actually going the other way. I like Kentucky here. You know, John Calipari um, in a young team. You can say, you know, a lot of things about John Calipari. You know, he's a scumbag off the court, whatever, but he can coach <laughs> basketball. And he's got he's got young guys now, freshmen, and, and they're more mature towards the end of the season. They're more like sophomores, even if they're one-and-done guys. I would look for this team to cover this spread. I'm not looking to step in front of Kentucky anytime soon. They've been they've – been, uh, a much better team down the stretch. Um, and, and when you brought up LSU, Michigan State, I was actually looking the other way, kind of fade the SEC in that one with the uh, coaching angle, the coaching questions for LSU. And Michigan State, with their point guard play, Cassius Winston, how good he is, and Tom Izzo as, as one of the better coaches, in my opinion, I think this Michigan State team could be cutting down the net. It's a route that game. Michigan State's going to route them. How about this? Tom Izzo, guys, 22-0 straight up, 17-3-2 against the spread as a favorite in NCAA tournament games when coming off a straight-up ATS win. And Michigan State, they've been just clobbering people, with the exception of Michigan. If you look, and they beat Michigan three times, but if you look, it's like smackdown, 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 close win versus Michigan. Smackdown, 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 close win versus Michigan. Man, everyone's talking about Duke. And uh, North Carolina meeting, God, I'd love to get Michigan State in this tournament. But uh, revenge, revenge. Uh, but nevertheless, I think Sparty beats him. But before we let you go, oh, we you know we, we'll hang out when the break comes. We'll just keep Drew after the break. But um, yeah, I, I think it gets away from them. And we were talking earlier about coaches' records, and I talked about how great Beeline is being a 24-11 and two against the spread in NCAA tournament games, guys. How about this for Tom Izzo? 49 and 19 straight up in the NCAA tournament. Same. 39 and 27 with two pushes in the Sweet 16. I mean, this guy's played in 13 Sweet 16s. Like, uh, you know, he's, he's been there, done that, the experience factor. I'm with you. I think Michigan State legitimately can win the championship as well. But how about this Duke game? And uh, for the record, I don't know if you guys heard, but what's the kid's name? Ty Outlaw? Yeah, uh, Outlaw. So he's he, playing. He's playing. Yeah, he's going to he pass play. his drug good, test. Good, good for them. So what? They made him take a test. Yeah. What, what, and why are you getting suspended for marijuana anyway? For this, can we deal with it after the tournament? I'm so sick and tired of this. The state of Virginia sucks. Yeah. You think? Police state. The joke. So what? He he did a drug test and he passed. yeah he did Indep- independent drug test. He passed. Wow. The poor kid bought some weed. Didn't even get to smoke it. Got arrested good with point. it. Point. <laughs> Excellent point. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire.
the college basketball Sweet 16 this evening. NFL teams are focused on the 2019 draft. And for serious fantasy football players, it's never too early to start prepping for the 2019 season. Reto Experts has you covered with their NFL 365 fantasy football package, including the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty, season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at RotoExperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with the promo code FNTSY. It's NFL 365 Fantasies Football Package only at RotoExperts.com. Back to you, Gabe. Uh, well done, Cam. So, uh, yeah, Major League Baseball uh, has begun. The damn Jays scoreless in the seventh. What the hell's going on in that game? <laughs> I'll tell you what's going on. I'll tell you what's going on. Um, Jordan Zimmerman's got a perfect game going on. Unbelievable. <laughs> Through six and two thirds. Perfect game. There's only oh. been two hits in a damn game. It's like crazy. The, the, no. the Tigers only have two hits. Um and uh, yeah, six through six and two thirds innings, he's actually perfect uh, right now. And I don't mind sort of uh, jinxing him. Yeah, I don't mind yes. jinxing him because I've got money on the Blue Jays, and I didn't realize I got my money in. You got the bet in on the stupid Astros Rays no run in the first. That's zero for two for those stupid bets. Yeah, Can't yeah, do gas that anymore. Gas Son em. of a bitch. Uh, oh, anyway, see? I jinxed it. There you go. <laughs> what the Jays just got a hit? Yeah. <laughs> or or what else happened? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, they uh Yeah, yeah, they just got a hit. Perfect. I didn't want to include that in the update. Go Jays. Oh, no, no, no. What? Error. Oh, you give me a break. Error. Let me see this. Uh, let me see. That was that's not an error, bro. That ball was hit hard. Uh, let's see up the middle. No, they're calling it a single on my thing, but we'll see. Infield I'm wa- single. I'm watching it live. Yeah. Oh, they called air. Stupid. They called air. Oh, I need I need Patrick Reed to lose this match today. That would be huge. I got the Jays. The Jays are the last game. I got Mets parlayed with Yankees got uh, Jays. That's a three-game parlay, so that one will, would knock that thing down. And I got another one with the Padres in here. I want to start. Let's get this. Let's get. Let's keep keep the train rolling, Gabe. Uh, that account uh, with Mr. Green's up to four hundred bucks. I started with fifty bucks. I'm not oh, screwing nice around this time. Yeah. Well, nice we went per we went perfect in hockey last night. Dallas and Colorado got it done. So our picks have been. Uh, let's do it, buddy. Let let you tell it. We needed a five-day heater. This is day three, and let's keep the party going. Like uh, I think we can do this. No, the picks have been great. Both of us have been uh, chipping away and uh, and getting it done all yeah. week. These stupid first half uh, run things are getting me though. I've got I got yeah, a little don't... sloppy with the baseball, and and in the Braves, I rolled the dice with the Braves. I can still end strong with the baseball. We hit the Yankee game. Yep. We could still hit the uh, uh, Colorado. I believe is up right now. Let's see, yeah, Colorado. Four nothing. Four nothing. Five nothing Rockies. Bang. Five nothing. Perfect. And hey, Mr. Green pays out when you're up by four. That's what I like about Mr. Green in hockey Hello. last night, too. Hey, Hello. Mr. Green, Mr. <laughs> Green does a lot of good things. Like, sometimes I look at my account and a team's coming back. I'm like, oh, they had a 3 nothing lead. Automatic good. payout. Like, you don't even have to worry. Your team's up three goals. I'm like, this is great. Great, great feature. Do they still feature. have that baseball? Do they still have that? Yes, yeah, they, they do. Probably. Yeah, yeah they do. All right, they so do. I'm, I think a I, I'm a yeah, winner. I think I, got, 
I think I got a note explaining like, yeah, if you got a four, I think it's four, it's four runs in baseball, three goals three in goals. hockey, three goals yeah. in hockey, 17 points in basketball, 14 Correct. points in football. Uh, gotta love it. Gotta love six it. Six nothing. Uh, Dodgers now up seven nothing. Quick yep. baseball. Uh, well, whatever. Cam, Cam will get you caught up to date. Uh, yeah, I in, will. In, yeah, in a couple of minutes. <laughs> I can do your damn job. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll read the baseball board. I got the golf no, going no, no, on no. right now. It's been great. Uh, no, it's so it's yeah. Florida Derby, Florida Derby, Cam. Uh, Florida Derby goes down this weekend. It's actually my favorite race. Like um, this goes back to me going going way back into the nineties when um, I wasn't even in homicide yet. So Cam, I had nothing to do, buddy. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> no, no, like, the but, oh no! Like I was scalping tickets, banging chicks, you know, selling whatever goods and services. You know what I mean? Like yes. I was just like, yeah. And I, I used to actually just like during the day live the the old man degenerate sort of. I'd go to the OTB. There was an OTB down the street for me, and whatever. I was an alcoholic, and I liked to gamble, so it was a perfect match. You know what I mean? <laughs> so sure. I used to hang around the OTB every day, and, you know, I'd bet it all. You know, Hollywood Park, Santa Anita. Gulfstream was always my favorite, though. You know how you do better or worse at certain tracks? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I like the New York tracks. I like Santa the New York Anita, tracks. Santa Anita is my best one. Like, I, I, Santa Anita, man, I used to kill at Santa Anita. Gulfstream, I've always done well at Gulfstream. Never win at Woodbine, including when we own a horse, as you know. Oh, Woodbine's <laughs> tough. Woodbine's a tough track. Very tough. But Very tough. Always always been a fan of the Florida Derby. And I believe it's 1995. So, and it was that's when I really started getting into horse racing. And, like, that year type of thing. Always a degenerate gambler, but I was, and Ted Teven was really into it. And, you know what I mean? So... You know, I was going to the, and it was nice. It was just like, I was going to like the, uh, the ballroom one. Like I'd go to the dingy one to booze during the week, but for the big races, sort of like yeah. in Toronto, like champions, it was sort of like, it was like a steakhouse, but an OTB place, you know, like with real cutlery and napkins and like, it was upscale, man. So I won the Florida Derby in 1995, 94, 95, whatever it was with Thunder Gulch. And he was 12 to 1 to win the Florida Derby. And then I saw, I'm like, oh, he's in the Kentucky. He's in the Kentucky Derby now. He's 20, 25 to 1 in the Kentucky Derby. And this is going with what you saw instead of reading Crap Camp. I'm yep. like, I don't care if he's 25 to 1 and all these other horses are favorite. I just saw this horse that kicked the shit out of everyone. I'm betting on this horse. I just won on him with 12 to 1. He won the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> like, I won the Derby, Florida Derby at 12 to 1. I got goosebumps right now. It was actually next to you and me winning the, the race when we, when we were watching that night on the radio. Yeah, it was the best moment ever in horse racing for me. 25 to 1. And I had, you know, I bet like two, 300 bucks on him too. Like it was big cap. Like I won like five, six dimes type thing. And I was only like 24, 25. You know what I mean? Like, I killed it. I had him to win, place, and show. And uh, he won again. He won again. He uh, he lost he lost the Preakness, and then he won the Belmont. He won two or three. That's so he won the Florida, Yeah, he won the Florida Derby, so it wasn't like, oh, he's going to get a triple crown. He won, the, he won the Kentucky, and then he lost. He finished in second 
he lost uh, the the he lost Preakness. in the Preakness. And then boom, he won the Belmont just for a little. See, that's F-U weird. On the way out. That's <laughs> weird. That's weird because Bel- Belmont usually win the first two and then lose at Belmont with that killer stretch. The horse usually runs out of gas, and they bring all the freshened horses for the third leg of the Derby. A lot of people have complained about it in the past, saying like, "You're an asshole, not letting my horse win." But and then again, I look at it. Aren't I allowed to compete too? These are the rules yeah, that we have. Allow, sure. Should you bring sure. up those ringers? They bring new fresh yeah. horses. Well, that's yeah. the thing. But that, but Imagine that's the business. Right? We're owners. We'd hate that. <laughs> we would hate it. But we also have to think that there's no rules against it. So until horse racing uh, does something about that, like I believe you should have to uh, be in at least two. If you qualify for the race, yeah, no, I was going like, to say if you qualify for the race, you qualify for the race. You know what I mean? Yeah, and as for your OTB thing, that's the same thing. Like you should well, see the OTB real. that I go to at Dixie. They serve drinks in, uh, in styrofoam cups. Are you kidding me? It's, it's insane. But let's be real. <laughs> yeah, Ted Teeman once told me he never met a bad person at a racetrack. It's the only thing I'll disagree with him with. <laughs> uh, actually, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, he says a lot of great things that are true, but that's wrong. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Or I, yeah. He told me that, yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, only the I've nicest never, people. He goes, I've never <laughs> met a bad person at a casino or a racetrack. And I'm thinking, wow. yeah. Okay. You haven't been to Vegas enough, Ted. So, <laughs> so... Um, so Thunder Gulch wins, and then that became my thing. You know what I mean? I was like, I bet the Florida Derby winner to win the Kentucky Derby. I do it every year. I've been doing it for 30 years now, 20, 25 years, whatever it's been, 20 yeah. years, 20, 23 years. So I've been doing this every year. It didn't work for a lot of years. No, it For a couple it of years, there the was time. a drought. But as of late, it's been money. It's been money. And for an example, guys, so uh, there's been uh, 67 Florida Derbies before. All right? This is the 68th running of the Florida Derby. 67 Florida Derbies. 44, 44 starters eventually captured 59 Triple Crown events, including 24 Kentucky Derby champions, 19 Preakness winners, and 16 Belmont winners. It's a lot of winning coming from this Florida Derby, dude. You're sure, you're sure right and. I know what horse you're looking at. I think uh, what were who were you talking about? You were talking, talking about, about uh, Bur- I'm Bourbon talking War. Bourbon War. The foot. No, I like. Post. I tell no, you, this, I like too. There's another horse can. to watch out for. There's another Hidden horse Scroll to watch out for. Scroll was the big the powerhouse, but he's got he's got the rail, so I'm turned off. Who are you looking at? Code of Honor. Uh, yeah, Code of Honor. The thing I like about Code of Honor is a couple things. I like the trainer. And I like the fact that this trainer knows what to do and when, when horses are peaking. He had a horrible first race, Gabe, but won the Fountain of Youth Stakes. This horse is peaking at the right time. Also, I love John Velasquez. I watch a lot of races in New York at Aqueduct and other races. Johnny Velasquez always comes through as a pooch in big races for me. Hell, when he's a favorite. He's just basically, he's a two-time Derby winner. He's one of the best jockeys in the world. you got a good jockey in your horse, too. But I think Code of Honor is very dangerous. The two horses that we have, one of them is probably going to win uh, out, out of the race, code of honor is very dangerous. The hidden scroll is um, hidden scroll would have been the favorite from what I see, but he got the rail. He's yeah. he's the he's the one he's in the one post, not not a good spot. Code of honor's in the nine hole. A lot of alcohol in this race camp. Harvey Wallbanger, yeah, her <laughs> bourbon war. Harvey Wallbanger, yeah, a boo. Maybe we should do a booze uh, trifecta. Urban War, Harvey Wallbanger, and throw something else in there. Hey, give me a Harvey Wallbanger and a Bourbon War. Uh, here's another good name. Nice, some nice names in this one. Maximum Security. 
the seven horse. Yeah, it's three. Oh. Wow, it's get this. Good. He's flawless in three stars, winning by length of the stretch each time. Yeah, it's uh, the Florida Derby. This 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 race is going to be very interesting. I'm going to probably go down to my uh, local OTB. They closed down Shoeless Gabe, where I used to work in the horse book. Uh, that's gone, so it's very hard to. Uh, the, they're few and far between now. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm probably going to just go down the street. I got a, a champions down on Dixie where I can go get a drink and a styrofoam cup and hang out for a couple hours with my buddy Forbes and make some bets. But uh, I think I, I, the horse you mentioned and the horse I mentioned I think are going to be on the card. I got to do a little more research, though, too. But the Florida Derby, it, it, you're right. It's a very good measuring gauge going into the Kentucky Derby. So you, you want your horse to perform for sure. All right, uh, so, yeah, I guess uh, that now they, they changed it. They gave it a hit. Yeah, they yeah, gave they, it a you hit? Could, you, yeah, you couldn't give that an error. I'm telling you, I was watching it live. Like, it was a hard hit ball up the middle, man. That, that wasn't an error. Yeah, that, that wasn't an error. So the, the Detroit Tigers and Toronto Blue Jays are scoreless right now still. Bottom eight? Wow. Yeah, I'm going to the bottom of the eighth inning. There's been three hits combined in the game. Detroit Tigers have two of them. Toronto Blue Jays have one of them. We're now a little more than one hour away from tip-off here tonight. you got one more baseball game uh, that hasn't uh, started yet, the Boston Red Sox and uh, Seattle Mariners. And uh, KC and Chicago is in a rain delay, Gabe. Everything else is off and running. Oh, so, yeah, I was wondering about that, actually. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, yeah, so rain, rain delay, delay. Huh? Yeah, it's been a long one, too. That was a 410 start. It's 553 right now, so long rain delay. At least the White Sox aren't 0-1. Good point. <laughs> thanks for take the rain for that. <laughs> hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope. And type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, listen, this is a really quick segment because we got the updated six, so let's go right to the pipeline here. Old school, slick, steps up and in in Boston. Uh, We're not trying to be rude. Uh, slick, but we got an update at six o'clock, and then there's it's five minutes, so boom, we get you on right now, so you don't have to wait on hold. Bam, what you got for us, Slick? It's all good, buddy. How you doing? A pleasure, my man. A pleasure. Good to hear from you. Yeah, so I, I'm looking tonight at this West region, and I'll tell you the sight lines in this region are really tough. So I bet the unders in both of those games, and I bet the under three pointers. In both of those games as well, it's a tough place to play. The sight lines are tough. I think it's going to take some adjustments, and I think it's going to take some time before they find the hoops. Where and they're playing at the pond, right in Anaheim, right? No, they're playing at the no. It's not, no, it's the same place where they have, where they have the Big West Conference tournament. Yeah, that's. Uh, uh, I believe it's the pond. Yeah. It's, I, it's, a, it's the Honda Center. Honda, Honda Center, Center in, the, yeah, in Anaheim, where the Ducks play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it is. It's the well, they yeah. call it the pond. It's yeah, that's the yeah. nickname uh, yeah, yeah, for, yeah, for yeah, the yeah. hockey. Yeah, yeah, right. So yeah, the yeah. the Honda Center. That's interesting. Why are the sight lines whacked there? I know it's a hockey arena. It's not a I basketball. I don't know. I don't know. It happens in the Big West tournament every year. I bet every game under in that tournament. It's unbelievable. 
You know what's funny? You saw that. We saw it at the Barclays Center this year, right, with the Atlantic 10. Like, I don't know what the hell was going on. These kids couldn't hit jack in this place. Like, and it's very dark in that arena. I don't know if I don't know if that threw them off. So, so interesting. All right, so you played the prop under three point shots yeah. in the West games tonight, and both unders tonight out west. Well, you got it, brother. Hey, don't Enjoy. be a stranger. It's like shoot us call tomorrow. We'll, we'll be right, here. We'll, we'll, we'll have more space. Luck, they're, slick. They're, they're slick in Boston. That was a slick call in and out. Yeah, nice and quick. Interesting. You know, slick you know, a, st- slick's, slick's a smart guy. I like it. I like that angle there. And very interesting. Yeah, well, arenas, arenas and sightlines, we talk about it, but we often yep. talk about it more from from uh, a stadium standpoint. Yeah. Or when there's curtains, or like when they did in the Conference USA when they split the court in two and they had games going on, multiple. Yeah, like, that's, ri- that's ridiculous. The Barclays Center really <laughs> did. There was something there, guys. Like the Barclays Center is a dark arena. They have different lighting. They have like these modern LED lights that not no arena has. I think it messed with the kids.